Hi everybody, I'm Seth Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Michelle Cavello. Michelle is passionate about entrepreneurship and small business success. As the director of Lantern Partners, a virtual CFO consultancy, she's been helping startups and scale-ups achieve their goals. But more recently, she's launched a new venture, Corporate to Consultant, which is helping people transition from their office jobs into their own businesses full-time. Now, with so many Aussies ditching their day jobs to embark on their own, Michelle's services couldn't come at a better time. She's here today to share the key steps you need to focus on if you're planning to make the leap into flying solo. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, so lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're most welcome. Now, I'd like to have a little bit of chat with you about a few things. Firstly, um, your your business, your CFO consultancy mm-hmm. business. You've been doing that for quite some time now, almost a decade, I believe. Yes. What, why do you think there was a need for a business like that? So, um, and it's an interesting question because it took me a long time to actually launch the business and kind of go out on my own because I couldn't quite figure out the fit between what I did and what, um, you know, the business world needed. Um, But what I found was that um, there's there's so many small businesses starting kind of every day and we've got record numbers now through COVID and even after COVID. And those businesses... uh, you know, they've got their tax accountant, they've got their bookkeeper, all really essential, critical first steps in in starting your business. But what they didn't have was the commercial and strategic finance advice that a CFO can give them in that that advisory capacity to really kind of help them supercharge their growth and to look at the, you know, the so what of their numbers is is kind of how I refer to it. You know, you absolutely have to have the numbers right. You have to look at the numbers, but then what? What do you do with them? Um, And that was the piece um, that I think a lot of business owners feel that they're missing from from their finance support. And so that was some uh, a space that I kind of very happily played in um, and could see a growing need for as you had more and more people leaving the corporate world and starting up businesses of their own. Um, and a lot of our initial um, clients actually came from people that we'd worked with within corporate before that knew what uh, business partnering is, is the other um, way we sometimes refer to the work we do. Um, knew what business partnering felt like within a, a corporate environment and wanted that for their um, small and growing business. Hmm. So was finance something you were always interested in? Yeah. Um, well, I was actually, uh, I, I laugh when I get this question because I think uh, particularly kids these days seem to have to be so focused on a specific career from a crazily young age Um I, I was an art student all the way through to, to finishing, well, at finishing university. I actually studied history at university and I didn't actually turn to finance until um, my first grad job after I left university. But, I, and I think what, what sort of turned my head, I guess, towards finance is actually um, what interested me was that finance should and could be the story behind the numbers for businesses 
Um, and that was the thing that I was really interested in. I was interested in the businesses and how they grew and how they operated and what made, the, made some businesses successful and some businesses not successful. And that's actually what drew me to, to finance and specifically the kind of finance that, um, that I did within corporate and now do um, within Lantern Partners. Mm. Uh, so when you're talking about the things that make some businesses successful and others not so, what are the things that you're looking at there? So we're looking at things like, um, you know, do, do you understand your product lines, your service lines? You know, I, one of the things that I talk about in terms of, you know, what's the first thing that I talk to, to business owners about? And often it's, do you understand your margins? Do you understand how your business makes money? And sometimes in kind of going through those conversations, it's it's a little bit different to, to how they think they make money and and you know, that's how the business scales and that's how it becomes repeatable um, and that's how it becomes sustainable because a lot of businesses, a lot of business owners, you know, are, are working harder and harder and faster and faster and can quite easily get themselves into burnout if they don't understand, you know, what are the key things that actually make their business successful and kind of um, grow their margins. So, mm. so that's that's a lot of what we focus on. Mm. So you have uh, Lantern Partners, uh, but you also have just recently launched a new business, mm. Corporate to Consultant. So, what was the idea behind that? Where did why did you decide to to yeah. start this side business? Well, I suppose over you know we've been in business for uh, just over ten years now, and throughout those ten years, I've always had people coming up to me who want to make that leap from corporate to consultant, but don't know how, don't know what those first steps are. Um, don't, you know, not, not entirely sure what it might look like to, to step out into the freelance and self-employment world. And, um, and, you know, the other thing as well is that, you know, I hate people feeling stuck. I hate people feeling stuck in business. I hate pe people feeling stuck personally um, and in their careers. And one of the one of the reasons I really wanted to do it is I saw people not doing it because they didn't feel confident enough, either maybe in themselves or um, you know in exactly what those first steps are, uh, or would kind of try and do it and then almost give up quite quickly because they hadn't thought through some of the aspects. And I could see what they were trying to offer actually had real value within the market, but they hadn't set themselves up right to, to really make it fly. And so um, it, that's sort of how this other business were, was kind of birthed, I guess, is that, um, you know, there are more and more people now, and I think particularly after COVID as well, just anecdotally, I'm hearing so many more people being open to the idea of doing something for themselves and under their own umbrella. Um, I think increasingly over the years, we've all sort of understood that jobs, you know, frankly, corporate jobs aren't as secure as we would like them to be. Um, and, um, you know, you have this autonomy working within um uh, for yourself and it being self-employed that I think is becoming more and more attractive to people and I think more and more people are feeling like it could be for them um, and so so yes this is really kind of I guess um, I call it the 10-year head start all the things that I wish I'd known um, back when I sort of very inelegantly started my um, self-employed and um, um, consulting career 
uh, it's, it's kind of like a guidebook, um, what, to, what to do, everything from those first steps through to the key aspects through to um, the action plan. So, so, yeah, that's sort of how it all came about. Hmm. I think that you're right. I think that so many people had a rethink about their career and their life and their mm. prospects moving forward during COVID. And, you know, there was kind of a, maybe a culture that if you're in with one of the big corporations or whatever, you know, you were going to be looked after, but that didn't necessarily mm. prove to be the case during COVID. Mm. Like they, some of them shed hundreds and thousands of um, jobs. Yeah. So there isn't that security necessarily that goes with a corporate culture and a corporate life yeah. as people kind of thought. So I think it's a great move, this corporate to consultant, this idea that you have where you can help people transition from, you know, the role that they had to explore. Yeah. And I think, yeah, sorry. And I think historically, and I know this certainly was the problem for me, I couldn't figure out how what I could do translated into consulting because I don't do very traditional finance. Um, You know, we don't do corporate tax, for example, which is what a lot of people think is, you know, finance. We do, we do in our um, suite of, of offerings offer bookkeeping um, and, you know, your, your day-to-day compliance work. That isn't the core offering of what we do. And so I think a lot of people, have, you know, think about HR careers, legal careers, um, all these, you know, quote-unquote back office careers that there is a real need for um, for, for small businesses and, you know, that there, there's real value in that offering, even though it might not be a traditional, um, tradition, what people sometimes think of as a traditional small business or a traditional consulting career. So, and I think the more that you can, the more people see practical examples of people that have gone out and done this um, and shown them that, you know, that frankly there's nothing special about the people that have gone out to do this in terms of what they can offer it it's really around that how and that preparation and finding your niche Mm. so what would you recommend people do if they're thinking about um making that move to you know go out and fly solo and start their own business and become a consultant what kind of skills should they possibly be looking at and identifying to make sure that they they start the path the right way. Yeah, I think one of the really critical first steps is to work out, and it sounds simple, but to work out actually what you want. Because I think quite often, and I know this is certainly the case for me, I kind of sort of fell flat on the pavement and was kind of totally burnt out in my corporate career. And I was very clear about what I didn't want, but it took me a while to work out what I did want. And I think changing it from that, what I don't want to, to a really positive, what I do want and how do I want to, how do I want to design my, my working life? Everything from kind of what's in the tin in terms of what you offer, but also, you know, do you, you know, do you want to go project to project? Do you want a consist or, or do you want a kind of consistent workflow or do you, you know, what, what is it that you think is important and what hot values do you hold true and how do you design your consulting career around that because I think after that you know the technical things and I do go through the technical aspects and in the course but I think don't start with those 
start with what you want to create for yourself. Um, and I think that that is a really, really important thing to do. Um, you know, identify what you're good at, but more importantly, identify who it is that you're serving. Um, you know, what problem are you solving for people? I think quite a common mistake um, when um, people go out on their own is to talk a lot about what they can offer and what they are good at. And frankly, any client that that is interested actually doesn't care about what you're good at um, and what your strengths are. They want to know how you can solve their problems. So you actually kind of have to start thinking about it from that aspect first. So I, I think that's some of the key first um, first steps and first considerations that you really have to cover off um, in order to have this, this longevity of a consulting career. What about purpose, the role of purpose, because that's become so important to so many people so, uh, so since important. COVID. So, mm. so, and I don't, I don't know whether it's become more important since COVID. I think, it, I think it's a combination of people actually understanding how important it is um, and how um, critical it is to satisfaction at work and within your career. Um, we've got some amazing guest speakers on the course itself, and one of them is um, Joe Hart, um, and he's written a book called True Perspective, and he's an organisational psychologist. Um, and we have had lots of great conversations about purpose within your life and how you align that to your career. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, this, this sense of having a work self and a you self and actually how that can get um, quite, it, you know, it, it can be quite um, damaging to keep these very, two very separate personas. And the closer you can bring, you know, who you think is your work self uh, and you, to your actual true self and your purpose and why you're doing what you're doing and to not have those be kind of two separate personas, um, you know, really does make a difference in terms of how how you thrive um, in your life and in your career. Um, and it was it, it's really interesting to kind of hear him articulate what why that's so important, and um, you know what what damage it can do if you if you don't live aligned to your purpose and kind of have this sort of one true self. Yeah, I think. Um, more people are uh, becoming cognizant of that, that the need to not separate mm. uh, work and life, you know, like it is this hodgepodge that's all mushed up together and we should be ourselves mm. at work and we should, where we work or what we do for, for work should you should share the same kind of values mm. as what, what we do at home. Mm. It seems like it's such a simple thing but, like, it's been ignored for mm. some time yeah yeah no absolutely and it, you look it, it's it's not like you will have the same conversations with work and with clients that you have with your close personal friends that's that's not what that means no. but it's about the like you said the values and kind of what you hold dear and not compromising that um we we talk about you know your ideal client and how to identify your ideal client um, and that has, you know, te technical aspects in terms of what you do and, you know, size of client and all that kind of thing. But also it's really important that you work with and for people that 
you respect and you admire and you have a really good working relationship with. And I think that's one of the um, the best things about going out on your own is that you can choose who you work with. Um, and, um, you know, staying true to your values and not working with clients that don't share those values is an absolute bonus of working for yourself um, that I don't think you, you always get within a corporate environment. Hmm. What about networking and mentorship mm. if, you're, if you're going to start that process of going out on your own and moving to consulting work? How important are things like um, joining, joining business networks or mm. having a mentor to help guide you through the journey? Yeah. Look, I, I think support networks are absolutely critical um, and I think about it in terms of two types of support networks that I think you need to nurture as you're thinking about going out on your own um, and then also kind of strengthen as, as, as you kind of, um, you know, go along that business journey. And the, and the first one is around your personal support networks and those are you know, trusted family and friends that, you know, have known and, and loved you and support you and to have, you know, some key people there in your corner. And it doesn't have to be all the people you know because one of the things that I warn um, mentees about uh, when they're, they're doing corporate consultant is just be, be careful who you ask for advice and who you share, you know, your aspirations of going out on your own with, because not everybody's going to be receptive to that. Um, you know, Auntie Margaret, who's been in her corporate job for 25 years, um, you know, this would be absolutely terrifying for her. And you, she would be advising you not to do it because she doesn't want to do it. That's not the advice you should be taking. And it doesn't mean that you... Um, you should listen to only the good advice, but this is where having a business network as well as a personal network is really important because, and one of the founders I, I work with has got this great um, saying, called, um, and he says, don't ask the advice of someone who hasn't been where you want to go. And I think that's one of the really valuable things that you can get um, from a business community and a business support network. One of the things that I did when I first started out was to go and talk to anybody in any discipline that had gone out into this consulting world to basically kind of, you know, just get all of their knowledge and kind of, you know, understand how they did it. Um, and you know, business communities um, like Flying Solo, you know, there are, there are so many people in there who have done exactly what you're trying to do. And they may only, some of them may be, you know, 20 steps ahead of you. Some may only be two steps ahead of you, or you may be on the same path, but, um, you know, investigating different things at, at different times. There is so much value to be shared. And I think that before you before you do go out on your own and start a business, I think there can be this um, perception that people don't want to share information, that it can be very closely guarded. And I have to say that's not been my experience at all. Um, I actually joined Flying Solo when I first started my business um, and it was one of the most useful things that I could do in terms of both getting information but also sharing information. And at a time where what you're doing feels very uncertain, 
A, it can make you feel kind of validated when you're sharing, you know, your experiences and information that other people are finding helpful. Um, but also it can be a great way of testing your offering um, because it will be from your skills and expertise that you're offering that advice and, and that kind of that background. Oh, I'm so glad you, you found some valuable advice on the site. Oh, That's great loads. to hear. <laughs> <laughs> So in keeping with the sharing of valuable advice, what what are some simple steps that you think people should take in the process of moving from an employee to <laughs> to um, a a someone who runs their own business and is a consultant? Yeah. I think one of the from a, from a technical perspective, I think understanding um, the corporate structure that you want to house your business in. I talk about it in in terms of, you know, what's your business house look like? Um, Because there's a variety of ways that you can set it up. Um, You know, some people set up as sole traders. Some people start as a company from the very beginning. You know, some people start in partnerships. You know, there's a lot of talk about setting up under a trust um, scheme. I, I, and I would I would strongly suggest people get kind of proper tax and um, legal advice around that. Mm. Um, I think what a lot of people can tend to do is, and I see this all the time on um, forums, is taking advice from people at a very surface level and you don't know all of the other aspects of that person's background, personal and business, that may have led to them being given the advice that they were given in terms of the setup. Mm. It really is one that's really critical to get some proper um, professional advice. So I would urge people to do that. Sure, there's lots of research you can go out and do on your own, but get it sense checked professionally <laughs> because it can yeah. be really expensive to, to undo. Um, so so that that's definitely one that I would advise. Um, and then also just be really conscious of your IP and the IP you're creating. Um, one of the other women we have um, speaking on the course is a trademark attorney. And I'm actually pretty sure I found her through the Flying Solo Network at the beginning. Um, and um, she has some great advice in terms of how to protect your IP when you are um, you know, looking at your business name, trying to work out, you know, whether it's protected or not, whether it's available or not. Um, and I think a lot of people, pe- people, you know, just search for the domain name, find it's available and think that they can use it and there's just a lot more involved than that. Mm. So yeah. There, yeah, so there are some really key technical aspects. And then also from a financial perspective, um, you know, what, what I often find is that consultants going out and actually whether you're selling a, a product or a service is actually underselling their own value and their time. Um, you know, for example, you, 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 you quite often I've, I've found people saying, oh, well, I know what my hourly rate is from my payslip. Oh, you know, that, that's the hourly rate that I should charge because that will you know, that match my salary. And actually, you can end up giving yourself a pay cut of almost a third by doing that. Because, <laughs> because you, well, if you think about it, in a corporate environment, you are paid when you're on annual leave, you're paid on public holidays, you're paid if you're sick to a certain extent. 
Um, and you're paid for all of the unbillable time where you sit in meetings or, you know, you do, and you're going to have to start doing business development if you're in uh, running your own business, right? That isn't time you can charge anyone for. So quite quickly, you'll get chipped away. And, and you know, I, I, and that's a reason why quite a few people end up going back into corporate because they're like, I'm not making any money. Don't quite understand why I'm not making any money, but I'm, I, I can't. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, and and your salary is not necessarily a reflection of what the corporation might be charging out your skills. At. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know so many people in professional services. You look at your pay slip and you look at your charge out rate and you just feel sick. <laughs> and you know you wouldn't. You won't be charging out at those same corporate rates of you know, for example, a big four accountant. If you start consulting for yourself. But, um, you know, it isn't just your salary. There's a lot of other things to take into account. Mm. There are. There, there, it's, it, it is not as simple as you think and really great advice on getting that initial setup um, correct and seeking advice there because, yeah, if you, get, if you get that first bit wrong, whether you're a company or a sole trader, a partnership, whatever, like if, if you get that wrong, as you say, there can be a lot of trouble down the track mm, later. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, none of this is to put anyone off. It's just, you know, there the the things that you have to tick through are actually quite simple, um, but you just need to make sure that you do them. Mm. So tell me a little bit more about this course of yours. Okay. So um, we go through, and actually I've touched on most of the aspects, I think, as we've been going through this chat, but um, we cover um, seven steps within the program. So the first one is around really clarifying your values, your purpose, um, you know, what your strengths are, and really kind of solidifying in your own mind what kind of advice, what kind of, um, uh, what kind of business life do you want to create? The second one is around the technical setup, so the corporate setup, the financial setup, IP, what you need to consider from a legal perspective. Um, and, and all of this is to give you a framework of things that you need to go out and consider. This is the area where professional advice is really invaluable. Um, but what I'll do in, in the program is to set out all the pieces of consideration um, the third one is around clients. So who is your ideal client? Where to find them? How do I price my offering? Fourth is around tools, processes and team. So how to get the operations of your business working? Because even if you're just a, um, a solo business, there are a lot of tools and processes that will make your business much more efficient and much more repeatable. And then I also kind of touch on, you know, when's the right time to build out your team? And that doesn't necessarily mean to be um, employees. There, there are people like you out there kind of offering all of these different kind of, you know, let's call them virtual services or outsource services that become kind of your, your team. Um, then, what number are we up to now? Five um, is around kind of that mental support and mindset um, and those support networks that you need when you're starting out. Number six, I'll take you through um, the key pitfalls to avoid um, because, you know, God, I, I had none of this when I started out, so I made so many mistakes. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, in that section, we'll kind of really highlight 
what what are some of the key pitfalls and how you as a, a new business owner, a new consultant, avoid those? And then the final one is really kind of bedding down that action plan. And that's that's the really important one because what I don't want is for people to kind of go through the first six steps and kind of listen to it um, and um but not actually put down that action plan because the action plan is where all the gold happens. Um, and it's the, the course itself is um, online and it's all at your own pace. Um, we've got a series of videos. I think there's over 30 videos um, that are part of the course. We've got four guest speakers. Um, and um, so the guest speakers are uh, Joe Hart, who's an organizational psychologist, um, Sid Cachuela, who um, sets, he is um, a finance, um, finance guru for small businesses, basically. We then have Jackie Pryor, who's the trademark attorney, and Lorraine Murphy, who is a business coach and mentor and was an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur herself. Mm. Um, and there's a workbook to, to this homework. There's <laughs> 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 always homework. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it would be a, a great starting point for anyone considering the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm really hoping people will find it useful. Um, I, and I hope it will really shortcut um, some of the, the the length of getting up to speed that I took um, when I first launched. Um, you know, the business is really, really successful now. And I'm, I've honestly never had a second's regret that I actually did it. Um, but it probably took me longer to, to really get going than um, it needs to. And this is, yeah, this is my shortcut that I'm offering. Yeah, you're right, because like a lot of people start a business because they're passionate about it or they have the expertise or the skill set, whatever. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they know what it is mm. or what it takes mm. to run a business. So a course like yours kind of really lays out the the groundwork for them so that they can get an idea of what's in store and the things that they should be looking for and that action plan is really important mm, mm, yes yes got to take action yes <laughs> <laughs> all right michelle thank you so much for joining me today it's been a pleasure having a chat with you what's the website address please so people can look at your course yes so if you go to www corporate to consultant.com.au um, you'll find all the details there and you can also find um, you can also find a link through from my personal website which is michellecabello.com um, and um, you can also find me on Instagram. Excellent. <laughs> What's on your Insta? <laughs> <laughs> What's on my Insta is all the gold. Um, so, so yeah, we share little snippets from both the corporate consultant um, business, but also um, the virtual CFO um, business that we run under Lantern Partners. So it's, it brings together both, both, both my loves. <laughs> and no food porn. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, sometimes. Actually, I can't <laughs> promise there'll be no food porn. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Michelle. It's been great talking to you. Oh, great talking to you too. Thanks for the chat. Bye-bye.